Maybe I should have killed four or five hundred people, then I would have felt better. If it was a horrendous crime, why didn't I shoot them between the eyes, cut their penis off? People say Ted Bundy didn't show any emotion. There must be something in there. Uh, he was saving body parts such as uh, skulls and uh, skeletons. Welcome to this week's episode of Murdery. Today, Taylor will be talking about Gary Ridgway, the Green River Killer. Right. Take it away, Taylor. Thanks, Alyssa. Gary Ridgway was born February 18th, 1949 in Salt Lake City, Utah. Ooh, just a stone's throw from us, Taylor. Yes. Uh, he grew up with a domestic violence in his home. And had a very domineering mother. His father would often complain about the sex workers' presence in their neighborhood. Which, I mean, you've been to Salt Lake. Yeah. I've been to Salt Lake. I don't see them walking around on the corner. Maybe that was like an old time thing. I, I, I mean, I'm sure there's places you could go where the homeless people congregate and there would be mm-hmm. sex workers there. But I don't ever see them just like walking around. Yeah. I like always see that even on like crime shows and stuff, they're always like have this giant ass group of women like standing on a corner waiting for to be picked up. I'm like, I have never in my life seen that. Never one time seen that. I saw it once on Pretty Woman. Yeah. That's a movie. Again. Not in real life. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But whatever. He complained about their presence. Okay. Uh Ridgway did have a problem with bedwetting until he was 13. Oh, that's a little old. Yeah. Um, And unfortunately for him, every time he had an accident, his mom would wash him. Like Even up to 13 years old? Yes. Anytime he had an accident. And you know that? Having an accident is humiliating in itself. Yeah. But then to have your mom be washing you. Yeah, that... I think that would add to the embarrassment for sure, especially for a teenage boy like that. That the last thing you want is your mom seeing you naked. Naked. Like I have a child. I'm. We taught him how to wash himself. Yeah. And even now, like we're like, I don't need to see you naked. Just handle Just it, man. Get your clothes on. Yeah. Get out of the bath. Get your clothes on. Come on. We're good. Yeah. Like, ugh. <laughs> But um, so that went on again until he was 13. At the age of 16 is when he, you really start to see his uh, like his murdery personality. Murdery personality. I like that. (laughs) Uh, He lured a six year old boy into the woods and stabbed him through the ribs into his liver. When he was just 16? Yeah. Did he have any sort of like punishment for this or anything or? That's what pissed me off when I was trying to do my research is I couldn't find anything about it other than the victim and Ridgeway have um, both said that uh, Ridgeway walked away laughing and saying, I quote, I always wondered what it would be like to kill. That is bizarre that he would say something like that and no punishment would follow. Yeah, like I, I feel like with it, with it having been mentioned in the, in the research and stuff that I did, like I feel like something happened. Maybe there was some type of punishment, but mm-hmm. 
since the kid fortunately didn't die yeah and he was a minor like it, it there were maybe like it was just minimal punishment was minimal, minimal punishment mm-hmm. and it was a he was a minor so that is that case is sealed yeah you think now like with him being the green river killer more thing more information more about information that would, come, would have out, come out yeah exactly unfortunately i couldn't find any okay uh after graduating from high school, Gary married his high school girlfriend and then promptly joined the Navy and was sent to Vietnam. Uh, both Gary and his wife began to have extramarital affairs, so the marriage only lasted less than a year. Uh, while in Vietnam, uh, Gary started to frequent sex workers and contracted gonorrhea. Oh, yum. Good job, Gary. <laughs> uh, this obviously angered him, like because yeah. I mean, who wants to get a? Honestly, I would be probably pretty upset if I got the gonorrhea or the yeah. herpes or herpes or something like or that. Or the clap, <laughs> the old clapperoo. <laughs> I don't want any of those. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, bye. <laughs> uh, but so, like, it angered him, but it didn't anger him enough to have. To like stop him from having unprotected sex with these sex workers. Oh yeah, of course not. No, nope. because I mean, I have gonorrhea. Who wants to don't, have do you want sex? Do you want a gift from me, Gary Ridgeway? Don't. He was probably like, "Don't ever say I never gave you nothing." Honestly, <laughs> thanks for the gift, Gare. Uh, he married for the second time when he got back from Vietnam, and during this marriage, uh, he started to become a religious fanatic. And um, and it said that he would read his Bible out loud and at um, at home and at work, often crying after reading or after church sermons. I'm sorry, I'm going to stop you here. Crying at work after reading your Bible. Yeah. The, I'm just going to tell you that's just a hundred percent too much for me. I am not a religious person. But my 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 idea or my thoughts are: you do you. If you want to be religious, that's awesome. But please don't involve me. I'll I'll let you know if I want to talk about it. Otherwise, let's not. Yeah, like you are free to believe what you want to believe, but mm-hmm. don't shove it down my throat. If I ask you, cool. If not, let's not talk about it ever. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Yes. Uh, during this time, Ridgway would often complain about the presence of sex workers in his neighborhood. But, I mean, let's complain about it, but he's still going to solicit their services. So, don't walk around my street, but come in my back door. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that uh, has two meanings, but you know what I mean. Like, come in hiding secretly in the backyard. That's what I meant. Sorry. <laughs> Move on, quickly. <laughs> This, um, moving on, this marriage also ended in divorce because... Oh, that's shocking. I'm shocked. <laughs> because, uh, again, infidelity on both sides. Shoot. But they did end up having a child together. Oh, good. Uh, let's get into some murders. It's about it's to... It's about to get murdery. murdery. <laughs> <laughs> um... So throughout the 1980s and 90s, Gary Ridgway is believed to have murdered at least 71 
women near Seattle and Tacoma. That's a lot. That is a lot of women. Yes. Um, so he began each murder by picking up women, usually a sex worker, um, and he would sometimes show them a picture of his son to get them to trust him. Ew. I don't like that. I do not care for that at all. Yeah, it was like, hey, hey, get in the car with me. I, I have a son. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to have sex with you. I'm just like a safe dad who likes whores. Like, I got Hop it. In. I'm not married anymore. I just really need to get some action. But Look I have a son, so I'm not going to hurt you. You're disgusting, Gary. Um, so he initially, when he would pick up these women, would have sex with them and then strangle them manually, meaning like with his hands. Uh, but they would fight back and leave scratch Good. marks and bruises on them. Good yeah. for them. Get Good it, girl. For them. Like, I will. Fuck your day up if you try to murder me, Gary. <laughs> Please try it. Let's see what happens. Yeah. So Gary realized that these wounds could cause some concern and <laughs> draw some attention to him. So he began using ligatures. The smart son of a bitch. <gasps> okay, so ligatures so that he could keep, excuse me, keep distance between himself and his victim. Is that right? Yeah. So he would use okay. like a belt or a rope or something. Okay. That he could be behind them and strangle them without them getting being able injured. to attack yeah. him. Okay. Yeah. So with the murders seemingly seeming to pile up again again in King County, uh, the sheriff's department formed the Green River Task Force. And I say again because this poor county was also where the notorious Ten Buddy Ted Bundy started his murders. Yeah, I was gonna say they've serial murders. They've been through the ringer over there in King County. Yeah, those poor people. Uh some of the investigators on the task force uh, for the Green River killings was a- actually went and interviewed Bundy to see if they could gain any insight from this new killer. Oh, that's interesting. Did they get any information when they interviewed him? Unfortunately, no. Like, I mean, such a person like Ted Bundy is more so going to be getting. I don't know how you say it, like just boosting his ego yeah, more than anything, just getting a bigger head. Yeah. And I know Ted Bundy had roughly 30 victims that he confessed to killing. So, I mean, when you're coming to him saying, we're trying to catch this guy, he's killed 71. He's, you know, he's outshining Ted Bundy in that sense. So I can understand why he wouldn't want to help the police in that situation. Right. Um, another person that was on this task force was, the um, he also contributed to the profile of this killer is John Douglas, who is oh, I've a, heard of that guy. Yeah, he's an FBI agent who was crucial and crucial part of building the behavioral science unit in the FBI and coining the word serial killer. Oh like, my, Mister Douglas! This guy is kind of my hero. He's pretty important. Yes, and one of the coolest thing. I actually got to hear him speak once. You got to hear John Douglas speak? Yeah, not Gary. That'd be Not weird. Gary Ridgway. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I guess I didn't need to say that. You <laughs> didn't hear a serial killer giving a presentation about something. Yeah, when I uh, worked for a police department, we were able to go to the Conference on Crimes Against Women, CACA as they call it. <laughs> um, and one year he was the keynote speaker. Oh, awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. 
If you guys don't know who John Douglas is, the show Mindhunter on Netflix is about his work. The main um, character, Holden, uh, is a representation of Douglas, and it's an awesome show, and everybody should watch it. I have seen that show. It's amazing. I have absolutely watched it for sure. I would be an idiot to not see that. Good, because the last time we talked about this, you said you hadn't, and you were a disappointment to me. I know. Well, I didn't want to get kicked out again. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, back to Ridgeway, I guess. Gary was arrested in 1982 and 2001, on charges related to prostitution. That is a, that's a pretty large gap. Um, yeah. What, 20 years? Yeah, almost 20 years. Almost 20 years. Uh, he was even considered a suspect in 1983, but uh, in 1984, he took a polygraph test and passed. Though still a suspect, it was another three years before they collected DNA from him. And remember, like, DNA at this point is still in its infancy. Yeah, it's so brand new in the 80s. it wasn't even... Like, they collected it, but there wasn't really much that they were going to be able to do with it at they that time. They can't process it at that time. Yeah. Which, I mean, it always is a marvel to me when when you see, like, oh, I collected DNA or they collected evidence from these people. They're like, we might not be able to do anything with it now, but in the future we can. Like, yeah. that is so forward thinking. I yeah. love it. <laughs> There's some cases where you're like, um, hello, did you not know that fingerprints were, like, a thing? They've been a thing for a while, and nobody thought to get you know, fingerprints or DNA. So when the people that are, you know, processing this case can see, okay, well, in the future we might be able to use something. I I love that. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, In 1985, Gary Ridgway started uh, dating another woman who would become his third wife. Oh, good. Third time's always the charm, Gary. Yeah. Let's get it this time. Especially for Gary, because while they dated, um, less murders did occur. But he, like I said, he was still a suspect. And the police did come and collect his DNA while they were dating. But, I mean, that didn't really throw her off. She still married him, but whatever. Uh, but she said that, like, when things started to come up, like, she's been interviewed. Mm-hmm. She had no idea that the Green River killer killings were even a thing. Like... I don't, like, no idea. She didn't watch the news or anything like that. Uh, That is so bizarre to me because uh, my husband and I have been married for 12 years now. And even if it's like, oh, I'm just going out, we know where the other person is going. I know the hours that he's going to be at work. I know when he's on his way home. Like, I know what you're doing. And it's not like, are you cheating on me? What are you doing? It's not that kind of situation. We just know where the other person is for the most part. You know, when is he doing... These mur- I, I just don't understand how she could not know. When is he doing this for her to not even have any idea? So she said that he would leave early in the morning and saying that he was getting overtime. So I can see okay. a little bit more like, oh, he's yeah. going into work. Especially and- if he's doing it early in the morning and not late mm-hmm. at night. You Like, who gets a sex worker at seven in the morning? I don't yeah. know. Gary, I guess. Yeah. Um, but he's said that... Uh, his urge to kill was greatly reduced while he was married to his third wife and that he truly loved her, which is why he had committed less murders. I'm sorry if you committed less murders. You still committed murders, you dick. Like, do you want a cookie, Gary? You only murdered eight people instead of 12, you asshat. Um, he, she has been quoted saying, I feel like I've saved some lives uh, by being married to him and making him happy. Mm-hmm. 
Like, good job. I mean, eventually she did divorce him, which is great. Yeah, so their time was not the charm. Yeah. Thank God. It was a charm in the way of he killed less people. Oh, thanks, Gary. Ugh. Uh, the DNA samples that were collected in 1987 were eventually analyzed and provided ne- the needed evidence for his arrest. Uh, on November 30th of 2001, Reg- Ridgway was arrested at his place of work on suspicion of four murders nearly um, 20 years before. Four murders. And we're talking like these murders were piling up. They had a task force to help catch this guy. Yeah. And 71 is not four. Yeah. And uh, so in August of 2003, his attorneys were finalizing a plea bargain to spare him the death penalty in return to his confession on the Green River killings. On November 5th of 2003, Ridgway entered a a guilty plea to 48 charges of aggravated first degree murder though he is claimed to have committed 71. Um, this part's gross, so hold on. Um, he also confessed to having sex with the victim's bodies after he murdered them. And to stop him from doing this, he started to bury the bodies. Like, like so if could, I don't bury your rotting body, I'm going to probably have sex with it. Gary, yeah. get a hold of yourself. So he could resist his urge for necrophilia. Oh my God. I just. You're disgusting. But today, Gary is still alive and imprisoned at the Washington State Penitentiary, serving life without parole. Thank God. And uh, that's my little synopsis on the Green River killings. My God. Thank you, Taylor. That was wonderful. Thank you. Yep.